Hello, scholars and interested parties. This is Carrington Davis, the executive director of the Breaking Barriers Project Institute with Breaking Barriers Radio once again. Today, we're going to talk to a gentleman who is, was significant in creating the new music for the 1960s. His name is Larry Mizell, and he worked with Freddie Perrin, who won several uh, Grammys for Saturday Night Fever, and uh, with his brother, Alfonso Mizell. And uh, he, well, he, he's better at explaining it than I am, so let's just go right to talk to Larry Mizell, and let's get the day going, and we'll talk to you soon. Larry Mizell of the Mizell Brothers from Howard University, the Blackbirds, the history of American music. How are you doing today? Uh, doing excellent, my friend. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, just wanted to let our audiences know a little bit about yourself. Can you give us the, the insights that you, you were one of the contributors to American music? Uh, kind of let us know uh, where you are today and kind of how that came about starting from Howard University. Um, well, um, uh, today I'm um, uh, managing um, uh, my catalog, our catalog, my brother Fonce Mizell and I, and um, uh, that's pretty much um, uh, something that takes care of itself, but it, but it requires uh, uh, my oversight from time to time to uh, uh, accept um, uh, recording applications for some of our music. We uh, just got um, requests for um, some, some of our songs in the, uh, some of the more popular uh, video games. Uh, and also as um, uh, hip hop and uh, uh, many rap uh, albums uh, and music. You started out as the Blackbirds, am I correct about that? Uh, no, that's um, <clears throat> that's a misnomer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a misnomer. The um, um, first album that I uh, was produced for Blue Note Records, along with Fonts, was an album by the name of Blackbird, and uh, that album. Uh, I, well, I can get into that. Uh, uh, the the album became one of the, one of the biggest selling albums in Blue Note Records history for the next thirty years, and that was um, in seventy three, in nineteen seventy three when that uh, record came out. Um, uh, following that, um, um, uh, the artist, uh, as as you may know, was for Blue Note Records was Donald Byrd. Well, let me ask you this. You recorded that in your basement. Am I correct about that? Because everybody remembers that from that time. Um, no, not at all. Are we going back to the original records, uh, the record companies that we had with Toby Jackson and Freddie and Fonts? Yeah, Freddie Perrin, who won uh, some uh, Grammys for uh, Saturday Night Fever, was one of your compadres as well. But yeah, yeah, I, I, was, I, just, I should just let you talk because... Uh, you know more about it than I. Um, okay, well, uh, I guess I'll start from. I'll, I'll give you a, a brief a brief overview. Um, 
I mentioned that we are, we are working on a book right now, but uh, I, I'm going to give you a, an, an overview, and, and all of that will fall into place where the Blackbirds um, uh, fits, where that name fits, and um, uh, uh, in the history. So, um, uh, uh, first, I'll give you a little family history. Um, we're, our family originally uh, was from the Florida area, and uh, uh, my great uncle Isidore Mizell, he was the largest independent former, farmer in the early 1900s in Broward County, Florida, and he founded the county's first school for black children. His son, Dr. Von Mizell, was one of Florida's first black surgeons. Uh, and a co-founder of the state's first hospital for blacks. And he was founding president of the first Southern Florida chapter, NAACP. He also led the campaign to des desegregate Florida's beaches starting in the 1940s. Dr. Mizell was so instrumental in Florida's history of black freedom fighters that in 2016, the state of Florida designated a state park and state beach uh, named after him, named after uh, uh, Dr. Mizell, and it's called Mizell State Park. Um, uh, that was designated in his honor, and it's just north of Miami Beach. Um, moving uh, forward, uh, my cousin uh, was based in New York, my older cousin, uh, he was an attorney by the name of Ralph Mizell. He was an advisor to Franklin D. Roosevelt, and his wife, aunt, was my aunt, Jane Bolin Mizell. She was the first African-American woman to earn a degree from Yale Law School, and most significantly, the first black woman judge in the USA, appointed in 1939 by uh, New York City Mayor uh, Fiorello LaGuardia. Uh, on the music side, uh, my uncle was a relative on my mother's side by the name of Andy Rizoff. He uh, was the 1972 inductee into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, composed over 800 songs recorded by Fats Waller, uh, such as the Ain't Misbehaving, they had a big Broadway play uh, a few years back, Honeysuckle Rose and Supposing, uh, along with, as I said, uh, almost 800 tunes. His songs were recorded by Lena Horne, Frank Sinatra, Benny Goodman, Sidney Bechet, Glenn Miller, Fletcher Henderson, Judy Garland, just to name a few. He also was editor of the Marcus Garvey-founded Negro World newspaper. Uh, continuing on the musical tip, uh, while I was in high school uh, at that time, my cousins, Ronnie and Estelle Bennett and Nedra Talley became worldwide pop stars known as the Ronettes. Uh, with their hit records, Be My Baby and Walking in the Rain. Fantastic. Oh, uh, No, I'm listening. Um, okay, with my parents, uh, Alfonso and Ruby Mizell, and my grandparents, James Crosby and Edith Wainwright, we initially lived at the storied 555 Edgecombe Avenue a New York City building now renamed the Paul Robeson building and the boulevard was changed from Edgecombe Avenue to be co-named Paul Robeson Boulevard. Uh, it was the home of uh, 
many uh, creative types, both on um, uh, the music side and on the stage side, uh, including um, composer Count Basie, boxer Joe Lewis, musician and band leader Andy Kirk, producer Canada Lee, uh, the psychologist Kenneth Clark, uh, we had to read his book, as you remember at Howard, as freshman in uh, yeah. sociology. Uh, and the civil rights activist, of course, actor and singer Paul Robeson. Uh, after high school, um, I attended Howard University with Fonts and Freddie Perrin. And there, we started our own record company, uh, which we named Hog Records. And we were fascinated with what Barry Gordy was doing at the time um, with the Supremes, uh, with the Miracles, uh, with the Temptations, with Gladys Knight, and, and um, the consistency and the polish that he brought musically um, uh, and stage-wise um, to, to Black music at the time, which was heavily uh, blues uh, influenced uh, in the past. And he brought a, uh, a, a new approach. Um, and our singing group um, participated in several uh, homecoming talent shows with Donnie Hathaway on the piano. Um, and as you know, other classmates at that time included freedom fighter Stokely Carmichael and opera superstar Jesse Norman, the late Jesse Norman. Uh, yes. yes. After I received my engineering degree, um, I accepted a position at Grumman Aerospace, and I worked on uh, uh, early research of liquid crystals, and uh, I was fortunate to have some of my papers uh, accepted at the International Microelectronics Conference in Munich, Munich, Germany, in 1968. And they liked it uh, enough that they invited me back in 1970. Um, I also received a certificate of recognition for my work on the NASA Apollo space program that landed the first men on the moon. Uh, I was awarded a company fellowship to NYU grad school and I received my master's degree in electrical engineering. Um, my technical papers are still available to this day on the NASA website. My brother Fonz He moved to Los Angeles when he got his degree. There he joined Motown Records with the corporation, which included himself, Freddie Perrin, Barry Gordy, and Deke Richards. Uh, they produced and wrote uh, a song uh, that was initially uh, had another title, but uh, they were getting set to uh, um, uh, record uh, a song on Gladys Knight. And I, I happened to be out there on engineering business at the time. And um, they were happy because they were going to record Gladys Knight the next day uh, at Motown Studios. But Barry called. Uh, he called him up and, and he, was, he was saying to Fonson and Freddie, look, um, let's, let's uh, concentrate on uh, rewriting the song for a new a group that I just signed. Uh, and we'll we'll record it uh, tomorrow. And uh, they were bummed out because uh, they had uh, Gladys was the big star at the time. Uh, but they rewrote the song a bit, changed the title, and went into the studio. And it turned out that the new artist 
or a group of ki unknown kids called the Jackson Five. And the song that they reconfigured re, uh, was I Want You Back. Um, after that, uh, uh, success, big success, they wrote ABC, The Love You Save, uh, and uh, basically introduced Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five to the world. You know, that's that's uh, fantastic. We need to bring you back for more. You, you've lived an interesting and accomplished life. And uh, so I'm sure that the audience is going to do some research and look, look forward to your book and a few other things. Uh, but I want to thank you. And uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial. And uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll close it out and move on. But thank you, uh, Mr. Mizell. And I look forward to talking to you, with you more in the future. Um, uh, thank you, Carrington. Uh, it, it was my pleasure. Okay. Okay. Thank you. We'll be right back. Well, it's been great talking to Larry Mizell, and I hope you you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, we look forward uh, the next time. And uh, meanwhile, uh, keep breaking barriers. Have a good day. Bye.